What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to The Fuckery with Leslie Jones and Lenny Marcus. I'm Lenny Marcus. And I am Leslie Jones. And this is the podcast where the mission is to keep it 100 at all times. We talk about the fuckery going on in the world and in our lives, all while having a whole lot of fun doing it. Leslie is psyched. Today, we have an amazing comedian, actor, director. I think it's Ida Rodriguez. We'll answer your listener questions. And of course, the fuckery of the week. But first... What is up, Les- Leslie? We're still going to be in Friday, March 10th, National Theater in Richmond, yep. Virginia, and March 11th, Soundwave Casino, Atlantic City. Get your tickets now. It's starting to sell hard. And then Leslie will be in New York City while you hear this, so look for that, too. In the month of March, she'll yep. be floating around the city, probably and at the comic strip, strip, so look for that. I'm going to be at the comic and strip. What is up, Leslie, before I get into this list of stuff we have? How are you? It's been a couple of weeks. Man. We've spoken a couple of times on the phone, but Man. it's been crazy, right? It's been crazy. I, I, you know, first of all, I have no energy. I don't know if it's because of the weather out here. Uh, I've just been just non I'm sorry. What's the weather out there besides gorgeous? It's been cold. What what's cold for it's you? It's cold. It's been cold and it's been wintry. Like if it's you say like, seventy, I will punch no, you through the microphone. It's been like you know forty three. Like you know that's pretty cold. That's the high here, that's, you mother. That's pretty cold, you know. Yeah, pretty... Um, and then plus it's been it's about to be raining, storm. I don't know. I just haven't been having no energy for some reason. I think it's because hmm. I haven't been working out too. So, oh um, yeah, well, you got to. That's your thing. I'm that's your mental you, health. I just I have been lazy as fuck all i've been doing is watching tv and sleeping like oh tell my me god what. oh my god give us a okay, show give everybody all, a show they should first watch. of all will trent is so good it's this detective show and i don't know how to what explain channel? it he's on hulu i don't even know how to explain hulu. it but he's will so trent. fucking cute he's so cute but he has this little dog and you know he can't read uh and the dog can't read out. No, I'm shocked. No, we'll drink it. <laughs> <laughs> read this, Lassie. <laughs> you moron. And, what kind and, of shit? And the chick, uh, Eric, Erica Christensen is on there. Because I, oh, okay. I always mix her up with uh, Julia Stiles, in which I'm pretty sure she's like, uh-huh. go fuck a dick, bitch. Don't you ever do that to me again. <laughs> but then I also mix her up with Bree Larson. So, like, both of them are compliments, oh. if you ask me. But... Um, it's so a, it's that's a, detective a good show. show. It's a detective show, but right, I just speed watch. Oh, please let me remember. Why? Abbott Elementary. You said no, you've been I, watching I, that. I'm watching that now, which is fucking excellent. Is I hate that I'm always late to the party, but that shit is good. But no, let me tell you what I did. I uh, call me Todd. I think it's called Call Me Todd. See Me Call Me Todd. It's on on CBS with uh, Sky Larson and I forgot the chick's name. She's a lawyer. He and he's her son, and he goes and helps. Uh, it, it's Call Me Todd. So help me Todd. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, I isn't speak- he left Neff in that? Yes, that's the reason I started watching it because I wanted okay. to see Neff's uh, episode, but I went on and just watched the whole season, which was excellent, excellent show. But, that's Marsha Gay Harden. Okay, yes, yeah. I love her. Okay, so I had I uh, what they call it speed watch when they binge watch fucking yep. Dubai Bling. Oh, Dubai Bling. What channel is that on? That's on Netflix. Now Netflix. it's a reality show because they have a couple of these. They I think they have. Uh, Something else bling, uh, New York bling, something. Uh, 
Japan bling, some shit. I don't know. So these are rich people you're following? Bling Empire. It's a bling empire, right? So they got Dubai Bling Empire, right? And first of all, this is as Americans, we need to really understand how much of an influence we are on everybody else. These people in Dubai are definitely millionaires, but they watch our culture so much. They think that the soap opera shit is something that's entertaining. They think so that the whole thing is very soap opery. But Lenny, I cannot stop watching. It's so fucking awful and 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 baseless. Why? Because they're so rich. They're and so vapid, rich. Or? They're fucking idiots, and it's so. <laughs> hilarious to watch and it's it's like the people that I start off like hating I like now and the people I started off uh, liking I fucking hate now because they show (laughs) who the fuck they really are but the money that they're spending and they're still stuck in a cultural thing like very misogynistic like some of the stuff Mm -hmm. that they're doing I just can't help it but watch it though because it's like Holy shit, like they're fucking having lunch over buying a $2 million necklace and this bitch don't want to have another baby, which is fine because I understood her reasonings, but she's been spending $2 million on a necklace and want a house. Bitch, you better get your ass on your back. The fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> get your ass on your what? back, bitch, or take that $2 million <laughs> necklace back. Like some of the shit they doing, I'm like, nah, man. Fuck, like, like it's what? really... It's crazy, <laughs> and it's just like some like okay. There's this girl on there. There's this girl on yeah. there, and I probably just please if I'm what they call it politically incorrect. Hey, I'm I'm about mm-hmm. to die anyway. So listen, um, <laughs> there's this girl on there called Lo Jane, but they call her LJ. So she she's like not an Anna Nicole Smith, but she did at 21 married a mm-hmm. uh, 50 like a dude that was 30 years older than her. Right. Okay. So now she claimed it was love because, you know, that she had two kids with him. And then like a right. month after her second kid was born, he passed away from cancer and left mm-hmm. her all the money. So this bitch is loaded. Okay. It's like loot. Yo, yeah. it's so good, though, because it's like the first scene is of her going on a blind date that somebody set her up. And the guy <laughs> like flies her in on a helicopter. They're like in this aquarium having dinner. He's watching her come down the stairs. And she's, like, coming down the stairs, and he's like, so, um, she was like, oh, yeah, I see that you sent your helicopter for me. And he's like, yeah, did you like it? She was like, yeah, I've been on a helicopter before. Like, like, I was just like, (laughs) Uh, That's how you talk to me. No, but I love, I know, but it was just so, because he was just so like, yeah, I'm going to impress you with my fucking helicopter. And then he had this fucking role, first of all, I hate dudes who wear lapel flowers go fuck yourself mm. you're a fucking serial killer and your mom Did you get squirted your in mom, the face one time no but your mom doesn't like you okay let me just say you're a fucking mama's boy you're a fucking mama's yeah. boy if you wear a flower on your lapel go fuck yourself he's the guy that fucking created the forever rose you know how they take the roses oh uh, yeah you know how yes. they what's how do, what do they call it when they they stuff the animals after they die right and, uh, and make them and make them taxation taxidermy yeah taxidermy <laughs> Taxation. Taxation? Yeah, whatever. Taxation is your accountant, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The IRS is creating these weird stuffed animals, everyone. Be aware. (laughs) You're an idiot. 
<laughs> taxidermy. Well, he taxidermies flowers. Because, like, okay. I've had a couple of people buy me shit like that. And I said, don't send me these fucking taxiderm fucking flowers. They're sad. They died. They died. And they were alive when they and died. In the shape of a deer, it's weird. It's fucking, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, so yeah. he's the guy who created that, and which made me hate him even fucking more. Uh, so that means that you're somewhere fucking abusing roses you fucking fuck <laughs> so it's it's just oh I, I mean I've I right. watched well, it I you like not, this Dubai bling I could not stop watching it but it's very scripted and fake I don't know if a lot of people can get through it but it was so horrendously hilarious to me that I could uh, not stop watching it and some of the storylines is kind of interesting so I, I don't know alright so anyway. tune into that but I tell you Leslie, you know what should be a show? And I'm I I'm not gonna toot my own horn here, but I never thought of myself as a cartoon. Oh but my we God. were animated by this company at uh Cartoona. I love they just it. took a clip from our show, right? Of the cake story that I told when when your doorman took the cake. And oh my God. And they it's the Judy Gold episode if you want to listen to it again, because I explained it to Judy, because Judy's in the they made her into the cartoon oh at the God. end as well. It is the funniest 45 seconds of I, I mean, so cool. Love that Amazing. my cartoon was exactly as intimidating as I am in person. <laughs> I love that. Like she looked at. I love that last part when she was like, "You yep. ate my cake, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> and he's just standing right there on the line with us. Said, yeah, if you want to oh see this, God. go to Instagram. I sent it to my. Uh, I sent it to the the super, the one who dealt with the problem. I sent it to him. Yep. He hit me cry he was like oh my god leslie i was like are you gonna show it to him he was like i got to i got to because this is just so fucking funny this is fucking hilarious he said i uh, look like the dude that's coming out the back room with the other cake though. that's what's so fucked up he was yeah, dying he said that is some funny shit yo people at my super bowl party were losing their minds they loved it we'll be right back we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back right. with more catch up right after this We're back. Uh, Jesus allowed us to come back. So we're back. Jesus and, like me. Uh, Jesus be here. And Jesus be like. Jesus, you quote Jesus like he's you your friend. Because like, he is. You, you, Jesus you is said my he friend. loves sandwiches. Jesus, Jesus loved your sandwiches. Jesus, I, I wish y'all would, if y'all would put him on, in that context, you would have you're such waiting a better life. For, he's waiting for you because he's selling out shows in heaven that you said he, on the way in. He loves in. me. Yeah, he does. Okay. I love Jesus. Right. I just don't like. I just don't like the 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 people that say that they like Jesus down here. Mm. They don't believe in yeah. Jesus. They believe in religion, and religion is different mm -hmm. than Jesus. So that's what I'm saying. Joy Reid had us on the readout with Joy <laughs> Reid, which was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Which you are hilarious. We were dying. Oh, you like, and she. Awful. The reason why. It's very hard to do three people on delay, right, yeah. on live television because there's a hair of a delay. So I don't want to talk over you. So you and I need to figure out this system. The way yeah. it works is if she's going to ask you questions because they want you there. If she asks me a question, here's what I will do. Like she asked me, what's the weather, Lenny? Like it's beautiful outside, but not as beautiful as California, right, Leslie? And then you would answer. Okay. I would slander. So instead, she would go. 
instead of doing it like that, which you know I'm going to do for you, she would go, Lenny, what's like the weather in New York? I'd be like, well, it's a little. And then that was the last thing I said. You were no. like, it's fucking freezing out there. No. What? Like, no. uh, and we, if you watch it, Joy and I are crying, laughing. No. Like we, I, I, you are I unbelievable. Was, now, why the fuck do you keep cutting Lenny off? <laughs> after a while I'm like this they must think it's a bit it was so hilarious oh I go God. back into the so they go to commercial and I'm sitting with the producer in that little window you know like on and I go I told you she was gonna let me say anything I told, I told you it's good watch she's gonna do it again on the way back Joy can do whatever she wants it's not gonna help her and uh, oh my God! I was you trying. I was like, okay when you much. come back let Lenny talk and I was like no still let me explain no it was still funny. It was so funny. I love you. I, I, you you, a, you make a, it so easy for me. It's a platform, though, that people can start. This this is what I've started realizing. <clears throat> people need to hear things said. I know it sounds yes. stupid. I know it just sounds stupid. No, but they're afraid to say it because they're supposedly um, they, neutral-esque. But when you come on, you're like, yeah, he's a piece of garbage. He's a he's fucking a this racist. It's, it's okay. Like, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. What you was thinking was correct. He's, he's a, a fucking racist. racist. Yes. He's a go. racist. That's... Yes, he's doing, if it walks like a racist and it talks like a racist, <laughs> it's a motherfucking <laughs> racist. And see, and see, Or and, a duck. I don't know. A, a duck it could be a duck, what but you it? know ducks are racist too. Ducks yeah, are very they have racist. little mustaches. They're very, they're very yeah. fucking racist. Um, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, quack. I mean, quack Daffy Duck, Daffy Duck, Daffy Duck is the biggest example. <laughs> like, why would you make him black anyway? So, quack the Jews, you know, quack, quack, quack the Jews, quack. you know. So the blacks, <laughs> the Jews, the blacks. Ooh, why they keep coming to this park? Uh, uh, so, so I think that people need to hear people say shit. Like when I, they whenever do. I do the That's men your job. needs therapy joke. Yep. I swear you could see on motherfuckers, man. First of all, I did yep. the animal porn joke. That's the set I wanted you to hear, Lenny, because it was so good. Because there was four insurrectionist looking dudes on the side. Because I <laughs> fucked with them the whole night. I was like, I was like, all I hear is banjo in this area right here. You know, I was just fucking with them. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, Trump is not the president no more, motherfuckers. You know, they, I was just fucking with them, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But when I started doing that animal porn joke. Man, when I yeah. say them motherfuckers was crying, they were crying. They, the one dude was trying not to laugh, and I said one line, and he just looked away, and he was like, I can't. I, yeah. I was like, I can't, and he just started busting up. But it's like, okay. when I go well, into the- Come see men, that joke, everybody. Yeah. It's coming up soon in your town. Come National Theater, Richmond, and Soundwave Casino, but Atlanta, When Atlantic I start City, the man on. need therapy, I can yeah. literally see dudes- shaking their head yes like it was like late like yeah. you, i was like do you know how many single women are out here that like just want a, a you know a mentally stable dude like you motherfuckers spending all this money on the gyms and clothes and cars and shit go talk to dr merle you know what i'm saying go tell you know what i'm saying go tell the motherfucker your fucking problem get that shit out your brain and and, and stop shooting up shit like you know what i'm saying it's like like for real you could see motherfuckers on their face just being like Oh, like that's a concept, and I, it's it's amazing that, like I said, we're in the matrix without an update. We just they haven't updated this matrix, and things are continuously repeating themselves. Just look at everything, look at everything. We're literally, br I think they're bringing back Fraser now, and it's like, I thought Fraser was dead. I thought Fraser died. I thought that dude died, 
I mean, he's eating like um, you know, scrambled um, eggs and I Joe Frazier. Yeah, he's I thought dead. he was dead. I thought he was dead. I thought Frazier died. I thought they did a whole thing on Cheers no, about it. The but, father died. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, well, it did, but, okay. Whatever. I didn't, Ted, look, Ted they brought back Night Court. We're going right back to the yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, what pisses me off is some things I watch and I go, "Wow." I've been on production, I've been on sets, and I go, wow, they set up a whole set for this crap fucking shit? I mean, people actually came in and sat in a trailer and read fucking scripts to this fuck shit? Do you know that they have a fucking movie called Cocaine Bear? We dying. We all going to hell. We all going to hell. Oh, now, that when looks the, like when, fun. No, but when you start giving the bear cocaine, cuz... That's the a true story. The bear you. got into the cocaine. Okay. Listen, it's a true story. It's a true story. Where, really where happened. These guys where you dropped hear from. What, who, what, what, what fact thing? No, are this you is. Talking? Listen, this listen, is literally listen, a true story. It wasn't a listen, comedy in any way, but listen, it dropped. What? Listen, what? You talk about fake news. No, no, that was real. let that be <laughs> fake legit news. real news. So, so it's not. It's real they news. made a whole goddamn movie about it, though. Yes. Why? Why? Why do we need to see a cocaine bear? Because it feels funny, Lenny. That's the same thing they said with Sharknado. You remember Sharknado? That's true. And, it and they made four fucking, of them. And it made, made a four of them because it's the same thing they said about Fast and four Furious. Four of them. And Fast and, and Furious get, is up to 46 now, right? They're yeah. number 46. Yep. I done yep. watched all of them too, I'll tell you. Even the bad one. Even See? One. So you'll be, That's you know, when Cocaine I, Bear I 5 comes out, you'll be, you'll be in it. bad Van Diesel is. He's just so bad. He's just... Familia. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it makes me want to pull my skull out and bash it against a desk. But, you know, I just, I can't stop watching it because I just want to see how many tricks they do. You know, they the yep, tricks. Are, there you go. The tricks are crazy. But, um, yeah, what was um, we talking we, about? We... <laughs> Uh, you're the truth teller, I think it was. We got a chartable review. So this is my new favorite review that I read on that that service. Um, I just happened. What does that mean? Remember, there's this there's this service that tells us where we chart on all these. Who who us? Yes, us fuck and their me. reviews for it. Oh yeah. man, so. fuck them hoes. I don't like them right now. I'm gonna say fuck them right what? now. This is where events. I get the reviews okay, that what, people okay, write into say, the show. What they say? What they say? Okay, this is my favorite one of the week. Mm-hmm. Okay, I read them every week, but then if, most of times they're, they're okay. I just happened upon oh. this. On a long distance drive for work, I love Leslie on SNL, and it's good to hear her laugh on the podcast. Lenny is great as well. He tries to tame Leslie, bless his heart, but she's out of control. And the more, the better. Leslie, thank you for keeping it real. Nurse <laughs> T from Virginia. I mean, that's that sums it up. <laughs> bless, bless his, his heart. heart. <laughs> you can hear her saying it too. Bless his heart. You're so not going to be able to do that. That's why I was telling somebody last week. I was like, Lenny's like a lion tamer, but he's not very successful <laughs> at it. The lion eats him no. up every time he goes into the fucking thing. I got no legs left. You yep. got no legs. You got all kinds of scratches um, on you. Uh, you remember Siegfried and Roy? <laughs> Oh, I do remember that fucking motherfucker. You know how that ended. Oh, my God, Lenny. And it was so awful because me and my grandmother used to watch that shit. And my grandmother... First of all, let me tell you, my grandmother did not like the Pillsbury Doughboy. She wanted that motherfucker to be pulled apart and made it to biscuit. Every time that fucking commercial came on, she was like, ooh, I just wish somebody would take their finger and stick it right through him. I was like... (laughs) Why? She hated that motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> she hated 
because she hated that He's too white? And them, I don't, it was something about the, yeah, she said, I hate him. I just want to pull him <laughs> apart and make him into a couple of biscuits. And I was just like, <laughs> they used to crack me. That and the dude from Fantasy Island, the the, the plane yeah, dude. Tattoo. She uh-huh. fucked when I say that oh, she would lose her shit. She was like, I would, <laughs> I'm not going to even say it. My grandma oh my was terrible. God. Anyway, but she would, we would watch the cigarette free <laughs> She'd be like, ooh, Super I want that right. damn lion to bite the shit out that motherfucker. <laughs> I want him to... <laughs> did she live long enough to see it happen? I don't think if she if it if she did, she didn't. She was, you know, she started, you mm-hmm. know, getting older. So she may have knew about it, but I, I'm not I'm not real sure. Oh man. But that well... would have been a joy that if she ever did it in front of her. She would have <laughs> every time she was she like, I'm telling them goddamn tigers is gonna get tired of them motherfuckers. I can't well, wait for that motherfucker eat that boy up. And I if they're both in heaven. If they're both in heaven now, then there's a show your grandma's not going to either. No, no, no. She gonna go just so she can talk to him about getting ate by that tiger. But I tell you what, you know who she did love, which was so fucking weird. And I used to be like, what is wrong with you? She loved Kermit the Frog, and she she thought Kermit was black. She was like, Kermit's black, and I was like, Kermit's Kermit's not green. Kermit Kermit's not black. She was like, he ain't white. He ain't white. He's green. And then she was like, what? She was sick mama. No, you know what she would say? She was like, what? What other dude is going to fuck a fat white pig? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Are you kidding? (laughs) You know the black men love them big white women. And I was like... How you know so Miss Piggy White? Was I was like, how you know Miss Piggy White? She was like, look at her hair. I was like, this is this is not a good Insane. conversation I'm having, Grandma. <laughs> this is not a good conversation that we have in here. It's not. But you know, oh but you know, I'm, she's the same one that I told I had the crush on on Sippity Sam and um, yep. Frog Hand, Frog Horn Leg Pin. Is that his name? Frog Horn Leg Horn. Yeah. Yeah, that dude. That the I say, I say, I say, boy. Oh my God, I was in love with that motherfucker. Him. And Sippity Sam. Sippity Sam. Yosemite Sam. Sippity Sam is what he's called in black homes. I don't know about this Yosemite shit. I don't know why Was he black or green or? Yeah, nah, okay. it didn't matter what he was. You couldn't really see what color he was because he had that orange mustache and that hat yeah. real low. And I used to yep. imagine that he would take his hat off for me. And like it was mm-hmm. just a bunch of curly red hair. Right. And I would be like, ooh, Sippity. Oh, uh, <laughs> my dad really wanted to put me in a home for a little while. He really, really considered, because, you know, the teachers wanted to put me in the special school. They did. And right. my dad was like, no, she's just funny. After hearing this, they should have. No, my dad was like, no, she's just funny. She's just funny. And I was just like, okay. She is funny. Yeah. Well, ma'am, we got to go to commercial now. That doesn't sound, that's, that's, that's not what he sound like at all. No, he, he had a like gross, that. he went, oh, boy, yeah. shit, and I'll rough okay. him and I'll tough him. And, oh, my God, they used to do it for me. So anybody out there has a handlebar mustache, please write to us at Fuggery Podcast. That's the mustache. At gmail.com. Anyway, if you have a Yosemite Sam, if you're in the zeitgeist of Yosemite Sam. You know what, you know what my you know what my spank bank is is, you know, you know, you know, old uh like station station of gas station attendants. Attendants. You know, just like just for some reason I'm hitchhiking. Oh my god. And They just was like, hey, I'm about to close the gas station. And then we just go in the back and have sex. Yeah. And he's got the little towel hanging out of the back pocket. Yeah, but like he keeps yeah. on the overalls and just unbuttons right. them in the front. 
Got it. Yeah, baby. Okay, I'm not going to sleep now. We'll be right back <laughs> right after this with Ida Rodriguez. Welcome back to the show. Now it's time for Who the Fuck Is This? where we welcome and interview special guests on the show. Today we have a comedian, actress, producer, director, and activist on the show. Her critically acclaimed HBO Max Hour comedy special, Fighting Words, is currently streaming. The special was shot in the Bronx the night Hurricane Henry hit New York City, and ironically, days before Hurricane Ida. Check out. Check out her stand-up on the Don't At Me Tour coming to a city near you. Go to funnyida.com for more information. Please welcome Ida Rodriguez. Let me ask you a question. You've had so much in your life that you could have, re- you were really down at one point. I read all, I went down the Ida rabbit hole and oh my God, what you had, a, like incredible. you were saying, you were, you had no money to give to, you know, you're giving the last $20 to church. What did pull you out of the bad times. My kids. What, what was it ultimately? It was my kids. Kid. It was it was when I didn't love myself <laughs> enough to want to be here. It was my kids mm. that I, they I'm ev- everything. They're everything to me. Everything that happened to me when I was a kid, I was like, I'm not going to let that happen to them. And, mm. you know, my kids have been the wind beneath my wings. They mm. always have been. And, you know, my kids would remind me that I, I, I had, I also had a destiny to fulfill that it wasn't just them. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. I'm honest, like I was suicidal. I was very depressed. You know, people don't ever know what you're going through. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I just I didn't. try to maintain my dignity throughout the whole thing. You yeah. Yeah. You know, but it was hard. It was very hard. Especially and, being a woman in this business. Oh, man. You know, that's why when I when I worked with you, when I did that short film with you, it was um, it was something that you don't know because you never know what you do for somebody. But I have been, you know, shunned by a lot of women in comedy who have been doing stand up before me. And mm. Leslie was nice to me. And Leslie was like, you need to get your self-esteem up. <laughs> I was like, because I, I had seen her perform before and I was like, what is the problem? Like. Girl, you look like the girl from Sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> you so damn pretty. What the fuck is wrong with you? And, and look, and at that time, I was fucking with the Israeli at that time. I was going through crazy. My brother had just died. I was going through crazy shit. So I was just happy to be on set mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with another comic. And what we was this? It. What, it's what some show? bullshit ass movie that will, you'll never see. I played Do you remember this. what it was? I, I was gay. And you remember the girl put sardines in my pussy? It was. It was. What? Because I cheated on her. <laughs> I cheated on her. So she put sardines in my pussy. And I guess I, I didn't realize. Is that, that cocaine bear? That, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was a cocaine bear production. <laughs> yes, and that was the thing. That was the whole scene. Like, I cheated on her, so we was fooling around, and she took sardines and put them in my pussy. And I guess oh I didn't know that that was why I was smelling, because I was smelling really bad and didn't. It was just a bad joke. It's such a terrible, oh terrible joke. But it, did it pay well? I guess you, that's why you guys were there. We were looking for a copy and Tape, tape, we and just wanted tape a and credit, and I did a scene where I beat a dude up around the corner. It was great. It, it's... She really did, though. He was dusty. He was dusty as fuck. I dust. I, 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 they was like, "You ain't got to hit him for real." I was like, "Yeah, dude. I need, I need, I need a real effect." It was. That's uh, what why is, what I, were you in the movie, Ada? I what was a, one movie? of the drug 
the drug, the guy's girlfriend, and yep. they made me like the stereotypical lat- yep. feisty. Yep. Uh, you know that the, that when they hit you with the you, you're the feisty Latina, and I'm like, God, <laughs> I wish somebody wrote something re- creative. I wish somebody just wrote us as people who happen to be what we are. It was just, but it was a very interesting. I um. It was very interesting. She and I had the fun. Man, we <laughs> was. I what think, year was this? You know? I think there had to be times when the director was like, "Hey, hey, y'all, yeah. can y'all?" Because we was fucking laugh. <laughs> we was doing some of the dumbest shit. Because you remember, I had to pull the gun out on the door. I was like, "Hey, motherfucker, you better give me my motherfucker." It was so we were dying. Like, <laughs> it was so funny. I was holding the gun wrong and everything. It was terrible. It was so, but we had that. Did, that's my first, yeah. Did you ever think you'd be in this business at all, Ada? Because Ada, so because um, you know, you went to Florida State University, you English law. It looked like you we looked like you're gonna be a lawyer at one point, and then I didn't graduate. Did you ever think? <laughs> I know you didn't so graduate. Just but keep did it, you, I went. People be now they they claim me because they want that uh, alumni uh, money, but I um right. I didn't finish school. You know, I had my baby, and um, right. I always was in the entertainment business. I've never. Oh, you were not. Okay. Been, yeah, I started in the. I wrote my first play when I was like fourteen, and oh, I was wow. like, I'm gonna be a star. And then I got married. It was a. It, I I don't even want to talk about that. It's that a long a, story. I read this. It was this a, a very. Crazy, a yeah, it was a very story. crazy story. And then when I finally got a free from everybody who was abusing me and oppressing me, yeah. I finally decided to just go do what I wanted to do. But it was, it was, um, you know, I always can I th- just, go ahead. Can I give the fans a quick rundown of this? Sure. For those people, okay. <laughs> give it. So, <laughs> you're Puerto Rican and Dominican, right? When you were a child, you got what I read was you were abducted twice. Yes. What? Right. Yeah, I got kidnapped yep. by my mom, and then my grandmother stole me from my mother. Oh, Crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Go to college. Yeah, you had your kid in college, so you didn't graduate Florida State, and then somehow you land in L.A. And you're a stand-up comedian, which saves, you know, which turns everything around. Yeah, that's, there was a insane. there's a big old big old piece before that, yeah, but yes, and it. I got divorced and divorced, a little anorexia. I've read. Yeah. Oh man, this is a some story. Yeah. Your life, it's a life story biopic. Hey, you know do you know what? I don't want a biopic yet. I, we need some. We need some <laughs> uh, happy stories. <laughs> I I love it though because well, the ending people, is happy. I, this I, is going well. I know. I know that. The, yeah, because people need to see that. People need to mm-hmm. see the like because people always want to ask me the the, high, the now, but they don't want to know oh, how. Yeah, I they don't want to like right. they like it, you look at me and the experience I am because I am experienced and mm-hmm. what I've been through. You know what I'm saying? My shit has foundation behind mm-hmm. it. And I think these stories, especially now, need to be told mm-hmm. because motherfuckers now give up. If they got damn computer don't work that day, they were like, "Well, I'm I'm just gonna find something else to do." Like motherfuckers yeah. get, yo, I literally on stage yeah. now. Do you know what I say now? I go, "So what do you do when you fall down?" And motherfuckers don't answer. So you just lay on the ground, motherfuckers. <laughs> just, y'all just lay there. Y'all just lay there and die. Like yeah. like the, so you gotta. I feel these stories are important to continue to be told because motherfuckers think that they. Hey, I want to be a comedian. 
and then they come down, and then they, they, it's just it's not like that. It, you the, even if you like, I even tell the ones that hit it mm-hmm. after two or three years, I'd be like, you are going to pay some dues, my bra. Yes. If you yeah. go, if you're gonna want to be at the level that you want to be at, and and comedy is the comedy, singing, uh, uh, art, all that stuff is an entity, is a real entity. Yeah. In other words, you bow down to it because that shit will still be here when you're dead. Comedy is still gonna be performed when I die. It's uh-huh. just using me as an entity right now. And if you don't respect that, That's right. it will disrespect you. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I feel, you know, it's really uh, interesting as I, I write my story. I wrote a book. It comes out next uh, this year at the end of the year. And I relived all my trauma. And I was like, damn, I can't believe I... I, I made it. I didn't even have a chance to process it while it was happening. Because mm-hmm. I right. was just... Because you're trying to make it out of it. You just got to keep going. Yeah. And my daughter asked me the other day, Mommy, when we were sleeping in the car, where did you sleep? I said, I didn't sleep. I stayed up because I, I would sleep when y'all went to school because I couldn't sleep while y'all were asleep in the car because I was scared something was going to happen to you guys. And she was like, I, I don't, I, she said. She don't even remember that shit probably. And she just told me, she said, I'm not even getting a dog at this point because she was like, I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to keep a dog alive. She's like, I don't know how you kept us alive because yeah. I was, she's 26 so by the time I was her age, I already married, divorced, and had two kids. And she was just like, I don't think I could do this. But but think about our parents. Think about our parents. I think about my parents all the time. I go, oh, my God. They were 18 and 19 with two fucking kids mm-hmm. and all the drama. Like, how the fuck yeah. did they survive? Like, I in my 20s, think, man, you could give me a plant. You can't give me a plant no. now. I'll kill the shit out that plant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very, and you know what I, I like, uh, I agree with you when I think about comedy, comedy is the great equalizer, right? And it doesn't matter how awesome you think you are. You, once you leave Los Angeles and New York, those people out there that have to go to work Real and people. pay for tickets and they got to mm. get babysitters and $20 is a lot of money for them. Plus plus yep. a two drink minimum. And a two drink minimum. That's you, a night out. Do better not play with those you people. You better not play. And those are the comics that I go, I that this, when I see these 15 minute comics, these TikTok comics, these Instagram comics, and I'll be on the road with them. I'll be like, let's see what you do with Omaha, Nebraska yeah. motherfucker on the Thursday night. Yeah, After these motherfuckers that. didn't told everybody, oh, we going to the comedy club this weekend. We will whoop and wear their best outfit and you get up there humming and hollering. Yeah. And don't be funny. <laughs> oh, oh, I've seen, I've seen motherfuckers get glasses thrown at them. Yeah. I've seen motherfuckers be like, get the fuck off the stage and we gonna fuck you up. I've seen that shit. Yeah, they don't play. It's, it's, the comedy, the real comedy audiences, they're no, they don't, they're no they, joke. They're, they're purists. Those they're, people that love stand up. and, you, and yeah. let me tell you, if you good, it's yeah. like one of those comedy audiences that just embrace you. Yeah, they don't you, care if you're famous. They just want to know you're good, that you honored their dollars and their Absolutely. You know? That's what I, that's what I tell and, everybody. You can't be the big, big guy. Like, when I was coming up, the biggest thing was to become the headliner. And mm-hmm. I remember J. Anthony Brown telling me one night, like, yo, dude, enjoy your fucking levels. Yeah. Enjoy being yes. an opener. Enjoy being a feature. He said, matter of fact, your feature years are going to be off the chain. The best. He said, because you're going to be right before the headliner. And if you're good, yep. ooh, that pocket is just yummy yeah. and, you no and no pressure cuz you don't you don't have the pressure yes. of yep. filling the seats yep. i always said I always said I wanted to be the world's greatest middle at that <laughs> right. point because it was so i don't want the checks dropped on me at 30 minutes right. you know it's like why i'm i'm they're out there happiest they're warmed up 
I'm ready to go. I knock out my 2025, having a good time. And let the headliner deal with this nonsense and when see, they get drunk. And if drunk, you're a smart yeah. headliner, which I was always a smart headliner, <clears throat> you always get a good feature. Yeah. I, people are always scared of somebody ripping in front of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Me too. Please rip in front of me because when you come out, the audience is like, yeah, it gives a go a good it just, gives everybody a good show. I just rush right into that yeah, shit. Yeah, I love it too. You know what it is? I I've, I've worked with headliners that mm-hmm. fired me after I yep. had a good show. How many? I'm in Tampa. I think I'm going to Orlando. My agent was like, "Yeah, he, yeah. he's going in another direction." <laughs> there was only certain comedians that would do it. Like Carlos Mencia didn't mind because nobody was there to see you. If you come to see Carlos Mencia, mm-hmm. so Mencia. that was always a Cat Williams never had no problem to put me up. Damon Williams, but a lot of comics was like, "Yeah, no, mm-hmm. yeah, no." Mm-hmm. I know you were talking about New York versus L.A. Yeah, and so because I see you in both places, I've seen literally seen you in both mm-hmm. places. So where? Tell me, how do you? What's your life now? What do you, you go? You do? You still go back and forth? Yeah, I'm on the road right now till July, but I go to New York every month and I put in my. You're hours. saying you work on it in New York? You really work yeah. hard on it? Oh, absolutely! New York is where I feel. Somebody told me you go on the road to get good. You go to New York to get great, and you go to LA to get famous. And I really believe Oof. that. Like, no, that's I, great. When I first came to New York, you remember this? Like, if you could make it there, you could make yeah. it anywhere. That shit is so fucking true. Once yeah. you get good in New York, man, I you, you can rip it. The first time I went to New York, I had started comedy in L.A. Me the too. first time I went to New York, I was so mad at the comics in L.A. Because they, I thought that they were the <laughs> She's best She's still comics. mad at the comics. Yeah. I was like, oh, I thought they were the best comics. I came to New York and watching people, like, it was the first time for me to see Mike Epps. Yeah. Uh, Tracy Morgan. I'm, and I'm like, holy, I mean, these motherfuckers are making me cry. Like, Drew yeah. Frazier. People that don't know about Drew Frazier. Drew's and great. And, all, uh, man, I'm yep. talking about motherfuckers. Will Savant. I mean, just like... I was in in the audience like as a comic, like, fuck, Mm -hmm. man, I'm not funny. I'm not funny. Man, I remember coming back to L.A. going, you L.A. comics can suck every bit of my dick. (laughs) Y'all motherfuckers ain't funny. And and I really had no love for L.A. comics for like ever after going to New York. Yeah. New York is a funny thing because they they don't segregate their comedy. It's like when you go to the stand and the cellar, it's like if you're funny, you're funny. Yep. And, you know, SD, when I got passed at the cellar, my very first show was following Hannibal. Mm. And he was like explosive. Mm-hmm. My second show was following Dave Attell. Mm-hmm. The the third <laughs> show was following, um, what's his name? Ray Romano. And then, and then it was Louis C.K. And then Louis changed me because Louis was going to go up after me, he was like, oh, let her go up and I'll go after her. Then when I got happy, he was like, nah, let, her, let me go up and then she's going to go up and I'm going to watch her set. But it made me so much stronger that now when I'm here, I don't ever worry about who goes up who in to front go of fu- because I got jokes. But you, know? you go. But this is what I say. That's the, the the road of a comic. Like there was times where I didn't even want to be on the show if it was another girl because yeah. I'd be like, ah, oh, it's too much, you know. But mm-hmm. it, but yeah, I didn't okay. realize it's me. You, it's me, bitch. Who who gives a fuck? Yeah. Man, I had to follow people like Earthquake. Yeah, Earthquake and, is and explosive. Fucking, like uh, you know, Chris <laughs> Chris Rock and Chris, you know, uh, you know the motherfucker Arnaz J. Oh, Arnaz is these yeah. mother, you know crazy motherfuckers. A lot of energy. Go up there. Yeah, so you have to fucking kill. So that's, I always say to these comics now, be like, 
I bet you the comics before me was saying the same thing about us. Mm-hmm. Like, you motherfuckers are really getting... I look at these comics now and go, you motherfuckers, I wonder if you'll ever really actually get as funny as you can get because we went through it. Like, yeah, you went was... through it. Like, you do your BETs and all of that, but you, like I said, you better be funny in oh, motherfucking yeah. Kansas City. 100%. I totally agree. I I, uh, I like doing stand-up in New York also because I get to get more reps in in one yep. night. I yep. did I yep. did Thursday through Sunday and I got 28 sets in. Yep. I, that would never happen wow. here. Yeah. yeah. That's so... Oh, my God. I, um, Corey Fernandez? Yes. Yeah. Man, we started in Brooklyn and ended up... Like it was like four o'clock in the morning. But the sun was coming up when we was on the back of the train smoking a blunt. <laughs> yeah, and I had fifteen hundred dollars in my pocket because I did like six shows that day. Yeah, like you start in Brooklyn, do two there, you go through Manhattan. Then I was with Capone because you know Capone be having gigs. Yeah, so I did Connecticut. Then we drove back to the uh, to the uh, BBQs. It's like it's always great, right? You feel like yeah. a, a comic. You feel like <laughs> this is like what the first time they gave me money in New York. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Oh they yeah. Just paid me for fucking telling some jokes. Oh, I'm gonna do this shit forever. Yeah. My first weekend at the cellar, I made more money there than I did <laughs> in a weekend at a venue. It's like, so I was yeah. with Mugga. I was with Mugga one night and they gave me $75. And I had no money. I came from LA. They gave me $75. The relief mm-hmm. that you feel of like, <laughs> I can go and make. <laughs> yes. Well, why do you get so mad money? when I go do sets then? Because you what? Because there's certain sets you do that I don't want you to do. But no, I don't get mad at you totally. I'll be like, because you, you, because <laughs> right. you, I understood why you were doing it all the time. Now you don't yeah. have to do it as much as you, you, I, you were doing it because <laughs> the money. You don't have to do you. You be so yes, tired, Lenny. You be so. Leslie you have a thinks child I'm a multi-millionaire a somehow. No. Yes, but I still. Uh, you do it when you could. Oh my god. You drive right, me crazy. You, you know, yo, if it's a yo, Friday, Lenny, Saturday, Lenny, and a holiday Lenny, Sunday, you're doing the ex- Sunday. He's so exhausted. Mm. And I would go, you can give up one weekend. You got to work. Well, I, okay, you know what? It's like, who told me this? And I was uh, in New York, and I was doing the thing of, like, going to the fucking uh, LaGuardia by the bus. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, catch the mm. train, and mm-hmm. get on the bus and shit. And somebody was like, bitch, spend $25. Just spend $25 for a fucking cab to the airport. Just, yeah. just spend twenty five dollars. It's yeah. so much better for your fucking well being. It's worth twenty five dollars. I took the train and the bus to the airport one time. Uh, it was like I could have writ- wrote a movie about it, like The Hangover. It's, it's, I saw two de- dicks, <laughs> three dance routines. <laughs> A fight. Uh, somebody was cooking hot dogs in the back of the train. Oh, it was, oh, I, was, I had oh, PTSD. I sat, by, I sat by two Africans that had a full, and this is before 9-11, a full oxtail meal. Cause, and that motherfucker pulled a pot out and put it, and then looked at me and looked at me like, you know what's about to go down. And I was like, she looked at me and she's like, do you want to play? And I said, yes, bitch. Oxtails? Are you fucking serious? No, like on the fucking I was like, like had it in plastic and shit. And I was like, how did you get that through security? You get like, PTSD, though. Just like, <laughs> by the time you get there, you, you are so exhausted and dragging your bags up the stairs because the escalator doesn't. I was like, you know what? This I don't motherfucker lives by this shit. I mean, that's, oh, my God. I brought him Louis Vuitton. I brought him his his wife oh, and his kid and him Louis Vuitton. And this motherfucker got on the bus in New York. 
<laughs> with a fucking Louis Vuitton bag. I said, they didn't rob you, you fucking idiot. Like, what is wrong with you? They thought it was fake because it's New York. They thought it was fake. Yeah, of course. Look at me. Dwight, should I have Louis no, Vuitton? No, because they don't know the difference between what's real. No, and the thing is, that's on right. the train in New York, you don't know who's rich and who's not. That's that's that's, right. that's true. But that, I love the way that New York humbles you, too, because yeah. it don't matter how much money you got. At some point, you got to get out the car and walk a couple of blocks. Yeah. Because the traffic is going to fuck your life up. Yep. And the train, that's that if you right. fall asleep, that rat going to kiss you on the mouth. Ooh. He don't care. No, that's real <laughs> talk. <laughs> that's real talk, too. And you got to watch the motherfuckers that grab you on your ass or whatever. Oh. Or, or be up on. It's just so much shit I, to deal with. I have. Yeah. You know, this man airdropped his dick to me the last time I was on the train. It's, the airdrop thing was airdrop. Yes. That is literally what dudes that, you do can now. Do that to the per- yes, if you if you pull your phone up, well, you have an Android, so you never Samsung. ever be be able Good. to communicate. I, who with other wants humans. that? I don't want to be but, a dick um, drop next. Yeah, to that. the iPhones, you can pull that shit up, and if you have the, you can drop it, yeah. and people are disgusted. Congratulations! It's disgusting. Wait, you love that stuff. What are you I, talking I about? I mean, listen. This is the if I'm dick on a train queen, send me somebody, a picture expert. No, if I'm on a train and somebody send me their dirty <laughs> ass dick, I'm a well, I am gonna look what at it. What if it was first. good? I am gonna look at it. It was yeah, disgusting. Exactly. He wasn't circumcised. Yeah, he see, kept staring not, at me the no, whole time. That's not even cool. That's not even <laughs> cool gross. to send a picture of snuff and love just like that. It's not a fucking yeah. it's not a game <laughs> with the circumcised dick, fellas. We don't wanna see just that. Just yell shit. out. Yell out two stars and then move switch <laughs> no, cars. No, no, it wasn't. He waited till I got off the train and then oh, the airdrop oh, hit my oh, phone. Oh, he got some humility. I yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was, that's so. I would, they was do They do it all the time now. They yo, say you gotta I lock really, your airdrop. Yo, I would be like, hey, I'm sending this to the police. <laughs> you fucking fuck. lock your airdrop, kids. Oh my god, lock what, your airdrop. I forgot what show it was that I was watching, which was one of the best shows ever. And this, I can't think of the name of the show, but they were on the train. This guy is harassing this girl like mm. he's harassing her and like really fucking like like so she starts recording and he starts like you know take her phone and mm-hmm. it, I mean he's being so the girl woman turns around the white woman turns around and just starts recording him everybody starts recording him and he's like what you think what you what you think you're just gonna do this to somebody and that's fucking, right and that's so right. when he pulled up to the station there's police waiting on him because they at all mm. oh good to his page and I was like that's what more people need to do yeah if you don't want to be involved Text a policeman. Hey, there's a motherfucker on here grabbing bitches. They'll come. I think they really will come. They want to beat somebody up. They definitely want to beat somebody up, especially a pervert. (laughs) All right. I watch Will Trent, too. I love that show. Is he cute? Oh, you do? Yes. He's Puerto Rican. I bet she's short. I bet she's short, huh? I I never met him before. He's so cute. I love his... The dog can't read. It's really sad. No, the fucking... He can't read. His accent. What is that accent? You know what is funny? He has a... He's... Atlanta, but there's so much. There's like a New York in there a little bit, and it's, it's like almost a, like a, Texas too. Yeah, there's a. Oh God, I was like, oh, I want to meet I, him so. Bad. I love that show. Oh, if, you, if you ever meet him, <laughs> tell him I love him. I will, and if you meet him, you your tell him I love him. Ida, your special, the um, fighting words. It's a it's a very interesting special because not only do you go through very it's a very real special, but you also meet your dad for the first time in that special. What? Like, w- was that a concept? Yeah, tell. Could you explain that to Leslie? I know she doesn't know about this. So the first of all, I wanted to. I always get people. Uh, I'm so tired of people who don't do comedy talking about what comedy is supposed to be. Right? They don't understand how we mine our jokes. So I wanted to show the process of how my my jokes become my jokes. So. I met my father for the first time. I was scared. I didn't want to do it by myself. So I took Nadia, the director who directed the documentary with me. 
I wanted to see it because when I was in the moment, I didn't feel, you know, I was like, I was in, my, I wasn't in my body. It was, yeah, I hadn't real. met my father. I also wanted to normalize it for other people who don't have their parents to say, because, you know, they're patriarch. They're always like, oh, the father must not be in the home. They never say that when, you know, when you on the whole stroll, they don't, they never say her mama must not be in the house. Mm-hmm. It's always the father. <laughs> There's always so much emphasis on the father. And I just wanted to normalize the experience because I, I wanted other people to know, like, when I met my father, I didn't, I was like, I, you know, mm-hmm. like, where you been? But I wasn't like, oh, my God, my king has arrived. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's not who you have to be. People think that your sperm donor is a different thing than a father. That's right. And that, and that's what happened. And so I wanted people to see this, the story. And then I wrote jokes about it. And he stopped speaking to me after he heard my jokes. <gasps> But I was really? like, you ain't been here. What you think this is going to do to me? Like, I I don't know you. It's not. She has a great joke, Leslie. My father was so generous that he gave each of our siblings their own mother. He did. I was like, that is a great joke. Oh, and that's, that's so biting. A, and it's yeah. such an intelligent way to put it. Like, yes. you, oh, no yeah. curse words or yeah. anything. Yeah. You, got, you, you <laughs> get a mama. You get a mama. <laughs> that is fucking dope. And yep. he stopped speaking to you. You'd be like, good, bitch. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it didn't make an, inf- an impact on me like he thought it did. But I really wanted people to see. I also wanted to show black people in Latin America. And that was very important to me because I feel I'm tired of the Latinos in this Hollywood game always showing a representation that is not a reflection of all of us. Mm-hmm. They exclude blackness. And I wanted people to see, I put a, a, a this African singer from the Dominican Republic, she sang in the documentary. She's Dominican and she is, you know, it was just important for me to show like, my people, where I come from, I come from the black people in Puerto mm-hmm. Rico and the Dominican. I don't come from, and it was, Every time you see Dominic, the Dominican Republic, they showing little kids begging for money. And I wanted mm. to show dignity and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like my people, the first library that stands in the, the Dominican Republic, like the places that I come from that I'm proud of, you know. And so I just said I wanted to do that documentary. And, and then other people did them, too. And, and I thought it was great because I was like the people that were saying... You know, comedy. You which was this documentary for you? You know, you a stand up. <laughs> now it's a whole. It's very especially, unique, especially if it's fun. That's why I tell that if it's funny, that's what comedy. Comedy mm-hmm. if it's funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, uh, you, uh, Lewis. I can't think of Lewis' last name, but he had a clip of you talking about. Why are Spanish people voting for Trump? At which, at which he didn't. Oh, I don't think yes. he knew who you were at the time. And I remember hitting him, going, "That, that's Ida. She, she's smart as fuck." Like, because you was talking to, because mm-hmm. y'all both say the same it's, thing. Please. Tell his me. name is Luis Osorio Jimenez, and he's an activist. And we Leslie follows him online. Oh, and nice. He's, and um, yeah, he's he, we had him on the show. Really great. And he and this is something we I'd love to ask you as well. Um, we asked him about Latinos voting for Trump. Mm-hmm. And he equated it to Roach's voting for Raid. You know what I mean? Man. He, See the and, thing. Uh, what's your take? Because because so what what fucked me up about the voting thing? Like because I was like, white women, you motherfuckers say that you are ally and you fucking voted this motherfucker in. And someone said to me, and I, it blew my fucking mind. She was like, Hey, how many of those people are actually white? Like there are a lot of people that identify as white. And I was like, Hmm. <laughs> Wanting to assimilate. Yeah, you know, 
the funny thing is there's all the different voting blocks, right? So when it comes to Latin people, Cubans have asylum, so they tend to be more Republican. Puerto mm-hmm. Ricans have citizenship, so they're split, but mo- many, most of them tend to be de- Democrat. Like the, the Dominican Republic, those people are, that's a, there are, they're undocumented. They have to get, gain citizenship in this country. That's just the Caribbean. So when you break mm-hmm. it up into like Central and South America, where you're talking about like Mexico, El Salvador, that's where they always, when they talk about immigration, those are the people they always show. But people migrate here from Asia, Eastern, you know, Europe, right. Every, everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's so when you talk about the Latin American diaspora, everybody's interest is different. Like those people are immigrants. They have they're they are border countries. They have a whole different section of problems than people from Puerto Rico. What pisses me off is these motherfuckers that belong to these groups. They think that wh- the white racist mind looks at them and says, come on, my brothers and sisters. They don't. They just look at you. If, if they could yeah. change this. Well, they have. Trump did it with Cuba. You know, when they changed yeah. the status, like you, uh, Biden did it. Biden just did it where he 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 shut it down. P- these people get upset because they think that for some reason, if they assimilate into America, they're going to be treated just like white American people. They have Latin American surnames. But they have don't they accents. get it by now? No, because no, because it's aspirational because Latin people can assimilate into whiteness. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a lot of a lot of Latin people. A Latina can marry a Jewish white man and her last name is now Schwartz. She could drop the Martinez. And if she looks white enough, she can go live in Sherman Oaks and assume a white life, mm-hmm. which a black American person can't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's the a black person stays black regardless of what happens. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's that's that it has a lot to do and a lot of people came for me like if you look at my comment section this this latin chick she she called me a sellout a traitor and i was like you are racist if you feel that i am a sellout and a traitor because i'm telling the truth then you are racist you you guys do not want to be associated with black people and i'm not talking about all latin people because you know you got to say stuff because the dummies come for you but a lot of them do but then you want to jump on black people's backs when it comes to knocking doors down civil rights and a lot of black women saved us this last election. And then and then when it's time to show up for black people, you don't you don't want to do it because you want to maintain your neighborhoods or whatever. But it, it's just it's everybody. It's just white supremacy and colonization has affected us all. Yeah. I, I have two questions off of that. What is I'm sorry. I, the one thing I missed when you were speaking was what why do they come for you? Because I, when I was on Charlemagne's show and I was like, they, they, I said, we got our own white people. And, you know, people got ah. upset and saying that, well, you don't know what the Democratic bloc is. I and see. you know, they, the question was not why do Latinos vote Republican? The question was, why, what is the difference with the Latino vote and the black vote? Right. Mm. And I had to clarify, first of all, there are Latinos who are black and and you don't know they're Latino unless they tell you they belong. They're black people, too. But the reality of it is, is that so many Latinos who are aspire to whiteness because not because they're evil, but because that's what they were told when they were growing up. They say, adelantar la raza. They're like, we got to we got to move the race forward. So you got to marry white. It's a a bunch of these actresses that I know. I'm not friends with these hoes because I don't fuck with them at all. And I get really <laughs> upset about it. But I can't tell you how many of them have told me you need to you just need to marry a white Jewish man. And it's going to it's going to you'll see how it'll help your career. And I'm like. 
Y'all are some old goofy ass bitches. Like it's just goofy. It's <laughs> that's goofy. It's, it's, as fuck. it's insulting. It's, it's it's so it's like I just saw this thing with Ukraine. The, mm-hmm. Some of the Ukraine or Ukraine people that are being moved are complaining about their placement because there's too many Muslims and Black people around them. Yeah. So you go what? Do you want to just go back to war then? <laughs> Let me just send you back to war people then. Are- you gotta be careful who you fight for. You gotta realize it's, it. It's it pissed me off. It's go. What the fuck are you talking you know, they about? They were throwing Africans off the trains. And... I, I, it's just oh, it, um, amazing the, the fucked up shit. So anti blackness um, is global, and so when people try yeah. to act like that doesn't exist in Latin America, I call bullshit. Because I know how my grandmother was treated. My grandmother was a part of the civil rights movement. She got hosed. She had dogs sicked on her. She had to find her community with a black um, uh, community in Connecticut and in New York because the she was black and she was mistreated by everybody. Hmm. And I got I yeah, I got beef and I'm I'm holding on to that because my mm. grandmother was my world. Ooh, um, this is you good. also tackle issues like misogyny as mm-hmm. well. So my question is, in your experience, you cover both hard. Mm-hmm. So which is, in your experience, has been worse? Have you the misogyny or the racism? Which do you? Which bugs you worse? Which do you feel the wor- most? I mean, I think it's interlocked. I mm-hmm. think that I it's the same say. culprit that it impl- that it it employs both. Right? It's like those straight white racist male tends to be racist and sexist. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the gang, white men did some gangster shit. They sat their women in the back of the bus. They were like, you a minority too, bitch. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it's a very interesting... And, and they can stay there. Like, they can stay there. You, Paulie Shore, I love you, Paulie. But the other night he brought me up. This is literally what he said. Y'all ready for a female? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, mistake. It's just like, are you ready for a unicorn? Are you ready for... <laughs> are, are you ready for a boneless... Uh, chicken nugget, like what the fuck, like it's you, you, and it's like you're preparing the audience for and a woman. That's what that, yeah. and I try to explain that to people. When you do that, you don't introduce males like that. When you do that, you're letting people know, like, get ready because she's probably gonna come up here and start bitching. Like it's yeah. so. When they do that to me, and I didn't do it to Polly that night, I had to take a couple of breaths because usually I rip their fucking dick off when they do that. I usually rip the fucking lining of their goddamn life. But I I didn't fuck with Polly because Polly's cool. He's yeah, cool, and he, I'm, doesn't he doesn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't know. But it's I, like, ugh. Well, let me move. Let me just move ahead a little bit. Now you're sort of a go-to for that community Ugh. you've done a couple mm. specials now as a director so mm-hmm. how did you get into directing and now ian lara's um i know him well mm-hmm. well enough this is exactly what you're talking about i had no idea he was dominican right yeah oh, is that right yeah and, and i had this, no idea so i'm gonna tell you what what yeah. ian and i why ian ian was first right when right. ian ian shot two specials before yep. the one he did with me and they didn't light yep. him properly either time and what? Light him properly. Light him. And ah. he's because he's darker. Mm. And that shit pissed me off because I was like, it's not in the sensibility of the DP. He had no mm. concept of what that man mm-hmm. looked like on stage. So when Ian and I talked and he told me that that was something that that affected him, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's looking at himself. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, I got you. Don't worry about that. Like, I, I'm conscious of that because I would be anyway. And so... He just told me. Well, what how he, did he find you? How did he find you? So Michael, it was that it was the him? production company that was um, 
that was producing the special, the the producer, his name is Edwin Lacona, had asked me if I was interested in directing. And I said, yeah, I want to direct, but I want to direct the people that I want to direct. Like, I want to direct mm. real comics. Like, I don't want to direct, you know, we're not... Well, I ain't doing dance routines. Yeah. What are we? <laughs> since we're not doing that, I need. Somebody. And you do you do just specials? Yeah, I directed three, and then now I you have. Just did Marcella? Yeah. I did Marcella. Marcella's just came out. Hers is, hers was pretty good. She's tall. Yeah. She's six two. All the men on the set were shorter, and I was like, "You gonna y'all gonna cut her head off? Like mm-hmm. you you see her head? She she moving right now. You don't see that that camera needs to. You know, it just made me so. It. But it's just things that people are not conscious of that I've always had to be conscious of because I'm tall. And, it, and then yep. to to say something, yeah. like like we did SNL. There was the guy there that was a, the old guy. I can't think of. He was like ninety six. He ended up passing away. But that motherfucker was an expert at light, and he was just very very old mm-hmm. and very just vo- like he would say it. So when me and Sashir were sitting there, he'd be like, can you see him? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't see him. Put some light over him. <laughs> That's what you need, though. And I, and I would look at him and go, thank you so much. Like, That's thank what you. you. Need. He it's was important. like, I got you. Because it, it hasn't been done for a long time. Ian came to me and said, I wanted my special to feel old school. We looked at some stuff. I looked at Judd Apatow's documentary about George Carlin. He saw some lighting in there that he liked. And so it was a, you know, it was, it was a, I had to go through a lot of stuff, but I was like, yo, this is what it needs to look like. And we're not going to stop until it looks like this. And do, do you like it? Do you like directing? Do you I like directing? Say, and do you like the, would you do, would you do features? Yeah, no, I, I wanted, I, I loved it. I actually really loved it. I, you know, I do stand up because I love stand up. But I don't do stand-up to be famous, where I never did. I always like, oh, this is an art form. Like, this is something that I could just, I want to unpack this and I want to mm-hmm. get better at it. I, um, you know, like, I, I like what I do. And um, after I saw Tiffany blow up, I was like, it changed my direction of what I wanted in this career. Because I was like, I'm really an artist. So I, I, I want to be able to just continue to, to create. Do I don't want to belong to art. the machine. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to belong to the machine. Like, I just want to be able to just say, hey, I love doing this. And, and see me. And then days, me. you know, I want to produce. One day I want to write a movie. One day I want to. You're on the track. I, yeah. I like, like. Do you have a. Do you have a dream job? Do you have a dream job? Like you just named a bunch of stuff, but is there one project, like a pet project, in your head? Like I want to do. That's the whole package. I well, I'm developing it, a TV it. show right now. That's my. It, you know, my For dream yourself. is to have a production company that creates content for us by us that is a reflection of all of us and the best of us, not just trauma porn. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like Donald Glover <laughs> does it. Mm-hmm. You know what yes. I mean? Issa Rae is yeah. doing it. Uh, yeah. uh, Mindy Kaling is doing it. Yeah. You know, like Tina Fey has done it. Tina Fey yeah. made it. We're trying thing. to do it. Yeah, the, the stuff it. that, that uh, you know, like it's not just about you. It's like what you leaving behind when mm-hmm. you're not here no more. I keep telling everybody there's going to be another Leslie Jones. I sure don't want her to have to go through what I went through. That's beautiful. And, mm-hmm. that's, and you have created the way you have broken so many ceilings for so many people that... Yes. And it's it's especially like I read your comments because, I, you know, I'll be trolling people and I got, I'm not on Twitter anymore, <laughs> but I, I got into a lot of beef with you because of you on Twitter. Um, but you I, I, I work in those circles like in the activism. And when I talk to young, dark skinned black girls who see a reflection of themselves in you, that gives them 
you know, that gives them a sense of pride and dignity. And also they feel seen. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. And it's for important you, for everybody to oh be. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Aida, that was perfect because this was going to be my last question for you. Yes, exactly what you just said. Leslie can see. She always says she can see in little black girls' faces, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that they're having problems. And she always pulls them aside and says, it will be okay. Do you have advice for kids, women, Latinos, after all the stuff you've been through? Yeah. What would you like to say to them or what do you say to them? I tell them I'm working on it. I'm working on creating a space where you can see yourself because we're we're invisible on television uh, because the, the people that come from where I come from, like I'm Caribbean, right? So I'm Puerto mm. Rican, Dominican. My grandmother was a black lady. Like the, the, the Ian being on HBO is such a big deal for Dominicans because they've never seen a Dominican that looks and acts and talks like that. So I always Correct. tell them I'm working on it and don't quit. And that there's, you know, there's there's something on the way where you don't have to see yourself always being sexualized. You know, I'm tired of the Latin girl always being, ah, showing, you know, like all of that is fine. You're It's okay for you to be here, but it's okay for me to be over here with my Jordans on too. And I think we deserve a spectrum because we don't have one. So I always say I'm working on it. I see you. And, you know, I, for, I, fortunately for me, I do well on the road. People are coming to see me, even though I don't have major television. I don't have major white guys pushing me saying, this is the person, (laughs) you know, because, you know, you'll see those machines at work. But um, a lot of people come and say, yo, the black Latinos will always say thank you for acknowledging that we exist. Because I always say people like me and darker. And I was going to tell you, too, those machines that you're talking about, seen them, done them. And glad, like they, they're not as good as you think. They yeah. push what they can push. <laughs> it's I, like it's better just to build your own machine. Yeah. Like that's yeah, what be I'm your doing. own machine. Be and your it own sounds like machine. Seriously, because the world renowns and the world renowns and the. No, I'm working on it. Never that. She's working on it, everybody. The special is currently out, and it's uh, it's entitled. She's got a tour, the Don't At Me tour, coming to a city near you. And her special is Fighting Words. You can see that on HBO Max. And you can watch Ida. Ian and Marcella on HBO Max. Yep. They're streaming right now. I like Marcella. I think she's hilarious online and stuff like that. She has no idea who I am, but you know, I like those tall ladies. You know, so <laughs> say hi for me. I'm sure I'll run into her in LA at some point. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. This is great. I love it. Ida, thank you so much for coming in. This has been great. All right, we'll be right back with some advice from me and Leslie right after this. Welcome back. We want to thank Ida Rodriguez for coming on the show. Now it's time for What the Fuck Y'all Want. What the fuck? What the fuck do y'all want? What the fuck do y'all want? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is when Leslie and I get to answer your listener questions. You can send us email, letters, or recorded voice messages of yourself asking the questions to fuckrypodcast at gmail.com. That's F-C-K-R-Y podcast at gmail.com. If you record yourself, you might want to use a fake name. I don't. We don't care, but it's up to you. It depends on how much you want your business out there. All right, we have an update. From Tim from Chicago, his letter was a feature in the Keenan episode. Play the audio clip of me and Leslie from that oh show, God. please. Christ. My sister had a friend decades ago 
who she had a falling out with and hadn't spoken to since. The entire family was friendly with her at the time, but my sister wanted us not to have any further contact with her, so we didn't. Found out recently on social media that this friend has terminal cancer, and my sister doesn't want us to contact her even now, even though she can't remember why she had the falling out. Question, do I contact the friend? If I do, do I tell my sister or just do it without her knowledge? So Leslie's advice was, yeah, fuck her, grow up. I mean, if you want to talk to her, talk to her. It's ridiculous being under his sister's thumb, right? So he wrote us an update. Um, I heard on that episode, and this guy wrote back, grow up, fuck, grow the fuck up with Keenan Thompson. I heard Leslie, Keenan, and Lenny berate me appropriately for not contacting my contacting my sister's ex-friend with cancer. So I did it. I contacted my ex my sister's ex-friend the day after I heard the podcast. We had a 45-minute laugh-filled conversation talking about old times, and I threw in some of my great college gynecology stories. I could tell she was ill, and she died from her cancer two weeks later. Oh. I'm so glad I contacted her and that I growed the fuck up. I made a dying woman happy, if only for a short time. Leslie, you need to take over the Dr. Phil slot. You're a natural. Thanks for advice and for a great podcast, which I listen to on my 63-mile commute to provide gyneco gynecological care for college students. So, uh, that, Oh, and I didn't even know that that's that? what he did. It's a he? Yeah. Oh, that, yes, uh, tell First of all, and tell him uh, to tell his sister, shame on you. Shame. I mean, what that girl do to you, I mean, if she did something like terrible, terrible to her, then yeah. But like, do you hear she said made a dying woman life good for, like, come on. Yep. Seemed pretty obvious. I don't know why we had to straighten that out, but that seems. Yeah, that's but the you know, part. you just never know, but man. You, you never know what? Know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. So, Tim, I'm glad we have a happy ending, Leslie. You did. That's, you gave good advice. That's. I mean, it's not you really happy. About she died from cancer, so that's well, kind of luck. Not I mean, you gave a guy. I mean, Jesus. Well, Tim. But Tim, Tim but Tim's all right. All right, Tim. And and good job taking care of college students. Thank you for writing in again, Tim. I'm glad it resolved itself. Donna writes, Leslie and Lenny, you're both hilarious, and I love when you two go from being off the rails funny to talking about difficult human emotions in an earnest and heartfelt way. It keeps me listening every week, and I think this is helping my mental health. Mm -hmm. I feel stupid for writing in and asking this question, but I thought Lenny might be able to give advice on this topic after hearing the episode with him and his wife, Gina, and how they met. I got divorced in 2020 after being in a relationship for 20 years. So this fall, I started my first attempt with dating apps uh, Leslie, I know. And after a lot of first dates only, I met someone in the first part of December and we hit it off. We were seeing each other and texting regularly. And then right before New Year's, his dad had a serious health emergency. So the texting and seeing each other naturally slowed down. We were still checking in with each other and trying to get it together when we could. He deleted his profile on the app for what it's worth. The last time we saw each other, he told me his dad is going to need hospice care at his house. And we talked about all the stress that he's going through and spent many hours together that afternoon, evening, talking about personal stuff. Then we were about to have sex that night and he lost his erection. I could tell that it was upsetting for him. I acted like it was no big deal and I hope he knew he was not upset that I still liked him. When he left, he told me he wanted to see me again, but I haven't heard anything from him in almost two weeks. Do you think he's too embarrassed or do you think it's because of his dad? Should I text him or let it go, move on, and hope he will contact me again when he has less trauma in his life? 
I don't know what to do. This sucks. I hope you will answer, but please don't use my name if you do. And let me let me start off, Leslie, before I hand it to Leslie. I'm just going to say, I can give you advice here, but like I like to say, dicks is Leslie's department. <laughs> uh, second floor, dicks, Leslie Jones. Yes, I will take the elevator to the second floor. Bing! Leslie, you're up. <laughs> Uh, okay. Whoo. All right. I'm going to go straight in for this one. All right. So yep. first of all, first of all, let me tell you something. He would have called you back if his dick was hard that night. Trust. He would have, he would have texted you back. It He's might be a little bit of that. It might be a little bit of that. It might be a little bit of sadness. Uh, yep. um, you know, when a dude's dick don't work, you know, <laughs> if you have to, it depends on the dude. Like it's some right. some dudes are mentally okay with going like my dick ain't working. You know what I'm saying? Some some just this is what I say about men in therapy. You know, if you're sad, you're you putting your dad in the hospice and all of that, your dick is not gonna walk around happy. Okay. Your dick is gonna be just as sad as you. Okay. So so I for the girl, if you really like him and y'all been talking and stuff, I mean, I would literally maybe leave a nice note just saying, Hey, listen, listen, I, I know you haven't gotten in touch with me. It might be because you're embarrassed or whatever. I I really hope that we're going towards a relationship where me and you can trust each other with stuff like that. It's not a problem. I know that you're going through it. I'm here if you need to talk to me. Like if he doesn't Man. answer, if he doesn't answer that, then I would just give it some time because you, I promise, death hits people in so many different types of ways, and especially parents dying. Like every time Lenny tells me that story about how yeah. he had to take the time, and then he went, I always get a little misty when he tells me that because I know who Lenny is, and whenever Lenny talks about his mom, he gets a little like it's that's like a real man. That's a real man to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, That's I have real, to say to man. You, I think your advice just now may have been the best you've ever given. You have to. This guy uh -oh. is. You got to give him time. Exactly what Leslie said. It's. Mm -hmm. It is terrible in some ways. You know. Mm -hmm. Give him all the time he needs. But I love the fact that you dropped him a note saying it's okay. No, what, I, you know, whatever has that. she has she dropped him a note? That's why I say she no, no, should. No, no, I'm saying that's what you suggest. She should. She should, she should drop him a nice note. I love that advice. Like, like, like yep, I know you should drop you're a nice note you when you're ready. Talk. Yeah, you know. Yep. If yeah, you if you really like, like the guy and if he really likes you, yeah, he'll like write if back, you want to sure. go to a diner in the middle of the night and have a fucking hamburger because you feel bad, call yep. me up. Like we can go have some yep. fucking a Rudy Tooty fresh and fruity. Fuck it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, like real too. Like, like, but if he doesn't respond to that, I would say give him some time. Give him some a little time. bit more time, yeah. But, and if he comes, but girl, if he'll come around if he but likes listen, you. But listen, listen, don't stop your life. I mean, yeah, if you want to date true. and if you want to do that, I mean, I encourage that you do that also because everything happens. So, I want everybody to go out and read The Alchemist. That's how I want y'all all to do because it's it's almost starting off with a, a line of what you want, like like it's saying what you want, right? And then that journey between getting there to what you want is a journey. So you may not even end up in the place you want to end up with, but you will end up where you're supposed to be. So let's say, let's say 
I said, okay, I want to be a comic. Well, I had to do some bartending first. You know, I had to have like six or seven jobs first. You know, I had to go through this, whoop, 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 whoop. And I eventually ended up performing, but there's things that have to happen. So, so if this guy is your mate, you never know. You may need to go through three months of not seeing him or this, this, and this, and y'all eventually be together. I, I really wish people would have, um, it's not easy, but you really, really do have to have a little bit patience with your dreams. You have to have a little patience. So it's good advice. Les, I can't dog. believe I gave, I can't believe I gave some good <laughs> advice. I, I really was You're laughing when two. she said his dick, his dick. I didn't mean to laugh like that. I wasn't laughing like embarrassing, yeah. but it was just so funny when she was telling the story and she was like, and then we was about to have sex and he, what did she say? He lost his erection. And I, I just yeah. was like, yeah. oh, that's fucked up. Well, you always said that, you know, sadness is attached to sadness. Sadness, man, like so. your dick is not going to be all woo, woo, woo. <laughs> that would be kind of like, weird. Like, why are you right? fucking crying about your fucking crying dad? And, he's like, <laughs> and the dick is like, why are you crying? We're dicks. Where's Talk the about pussy? about not being attached. <laughs> I mean, and, and dudes who can do that, though. I mean, but there is dudes that do have to, like, oh, women, too, that, that the first thing they do is have sex after death, you know, but they cry after that shit. Yo, yeah. I, trust me, I've experienced it. Trust me. It's like mm. great sex and then go straight into tears after. And you're like, okay, well, that's that's not the response <laughs> I wanted. <laughs> is, what about tears of joy, Leslie? It, it wasn't tears of joy. It you know, that was the best. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! So Wait a minute, can you could you have waited till you got in the car to do that? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, uh, at least you're sympathetic. All right, we got I one am. more. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am. I'm very sympathetic and submissive when oh, I'm with a dude. It depends. All right, we'll be right back with the fuckery of the week right after this. And those were great listener questions. Yep. All right, Leslie, it's time for the fuckery of the week. Fuckery of the way. <laughs> I like that one. All right, you're going to go first this week? Yes, I'm going first this week. Okay, so uh, I had to write this one down because this, was, this one came from my heart. Okay, I have to say that I can't believe made in the USA is a bad thing. When Trump first came out, I remember this specifically. I remember when he was saying he was going to make America great again. To me, I was thinking, oh, shit. That means he's going to bring the factories back to Detroit. He's going to bring farms back. He's going to bring business. We're going to be making everything in here. The USA is going to function like the place that it's supposed to function. And I didn't know that it's like like bad to have a factory or made in USA type. I don't, I, that, that, that kind of fucks me up because I, the way that our economy is going, you would think that we need to do everything here. What, like we need to make everything here. The, I can't believe Detroit is not the city, the motor city anymore. We used to make cars there. We used to have, I mean, <laughs> it just seems like it's almost like y'all just trying to wipe out a whole uh, middle class of people to 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 just really make us completely dependent on fuck shit. You know, like y'all want to talk about being the greatest country on the earth, but we can't make our own shit. And and I mean, are we this dense to take work away and like like we taking away work 
and then you get poverty. That's what we're getting. We're getting a lot of poverty. Uh, and I'm starting to think, like I said, I'm starting to feel like, like I've been telling y'all all this whole show, this is the matrix that has no fucking update. How the fuck do we, like, how the fuck do we ride up the street seeing homeless people? Like, people that look like us. Because the saying is still true. You are one paycheck from the curve. Everybody is one paycheck from the fucking curve. So what upsets me is that the only thing we have to look forward to is being a rapper or being a, a computer genius or an influencer. What what happened to, to pharmaceutical worker? What happened to factory worker? What happened to creator? What happened to all that shit? Why are we not doing that shit in state? You're talking about the greatest country. We're supposed to be the greatest country in the world and we don't Ma- manufacture our own shit you're telling me we're just facts we just putting it out to everybody else and just say fuck all to all so we get shit jobs here we gotta we gotta worry about being at mcdonald's not saying there's nothing wrong with being mcdonald's or burger king or none of that but is that a career is that a career is that gonna pay for my kid going to college i remember back in the day when there was parents that was working and and like real jobs and shit and could put their kids through college like they can they can put their kids through school or or help you you can't even do that now because all the, the the because our companies that say that they love this great USA has sent all the fucking jobs every fucking where else and we're just stuck here to create what so all of us ain't stars here in USA everybody not a fucking singer rapper comedian writer and everybody ain't that what what happens to the people who who need to really work what happens like, what's wrong with us? Why are we living so fucking stupid? We're just, we're just, it just makes me so mad that we see this stuff happening and we're just going to let it get so bad that we can't do anything that we have to do the most desperate thing. That when COVID came out, we had to go to the most desperate measure because nobody wanted to do what the fuck they had to do. I don't understand us. I don't understand this country. I don't understand it. That's my fuckery of the week. I don't even know if it makes I sense. I agree with you. The they're they're ruining the middle class. When I was a kid, I tell the story all the time. My mom stayed home, took care of us till eighth grade, you know, and then went back to work. My dad, I saw what he made when I, he died. I went through all. The, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I asked for anything mm. because we barely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I they had a found out they had a you know borrow money to buy the house yeah very very middle definite middle christmas class time, life lenny lenny christmas time yeah. i i think about my parents i go how the fuck did i have a christmas list and got most yep. of the shit that i asked for how the fuck did they do that shit yeah i'm glad we didn't have christmas because i think hanukkah we got one present you yeah. know what i mean and that was like okay if i had to get eight i'm pretty sure we probably oh my still God, got one i would have had a fit yeah, if wasn't... my dad wouldn't have got me what the fuck i asked me for yeah it's, cra- it's crazy. It's just so crazy how the middle class is just gone, and it's just this super rich, and then super poor, and we don't give a shit. And, and then what's funny is the electorate is in the middle, and they for some reason won't vote to help themselves. It's it's it doesn't absolutely it's, it's, dumb. It just it's, makes me. It's just a maddening circle yeah. of fucking fuck shit. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And then you still have some dumb fucking motherfucker that's sitting somewhere going, oh, well, vote doesn't. doesn't. It's been proven. Also, but you believe the study, but you don't believe going out and vote. What kind of stupid shit is that? You're dumb. Yeah. You're fucking dumb. 
And you know Especially what? Especially if you... Yo, if Trump... And they're talking about that Trump... Like, the, this guy... And I'm going to send you this video. This guy is saying the polls is looking like Trump could literally win again. And yeah, let me tell could. you something. If no Trump question. wins again, we deserve everything he does to us. I we totally agree. We deserve everything this country gets. And I'm done. Gets. And, I, and if, oh, I'm so fucking done. I'm going to Amsterdam. Yeah, not I'm. Not, I'm, I'm become, going I'm to become, I'm become a mayor but of Amsterdam, and everybody's allowed to move there. Everybody gets a house. Don't complain to me, people in Ohio or whatever. Yeah, because you, know. you don't get nice things. You don't get nice yeah. things when you don't take care of your state. All right, here we go. My fuckery of the week, Leslie. Okay. You know, one thing I love in this world is I love being a parent. Birdie is seriously my favorite thing in the whole world. And you know what? Her little friends, for the most part, are really nice, too. Just one problem. Oh, God, Leslie, there's a lot of them. And they all have birthdays, oh and they're God. all two and hours. The they're all in small, Ugh. enclosed space. Yep, they all have 30 kids Ugh. at these parties. They're all on the weekend after I've done seven sets and running on no sleep. The noise, Leslie, the kid noise, it's fuckery. It's loud. It's uninterrupted. It's Ugh. headache-inducing fuckery. Ugh. Remember the Off-Broadway show? Bringing the noise, bringing the funk. Mm -hmm. It's that, but no funk, just noise. Mm -hmm. Anyway, P.S. When when P.S. When does one of these couples always have this kid's party? Super Bowl Sunday, mid afternoon. The same kid every year because they hate sports has it mid afternoon Super Bowl Sunday. Fucking communists! I've got seven hours of pregame show to watch. Anyway, we go. She doesn't know, Bertie doesn't know anybody at the party, so she's gripping me like a sloth on a tree. After a solid hour of five-year-old shrieking, as they, as they shriek through your soul, it's like going through my mm -hmm. body. I'm like, mm -hmm. at least there's one thing, Leslie, that's gonna save this for me. It's time for food, pizza and cake. And the one thing that gets mommy and daddy through these things is pizza and cake. Daddy loves pizza, daddy loves cake, pizza cake. Pizza and cake. Perfect timing. I didn't eat all morning because I'm going to a Super Bowl party later. And I'm looking forward to my piece of pizza because it's 3 in the afternoon. Let's do this. Pizza and cake. Except for one thing. It didn't happen. There was no pizza. I'm sorry. What? No pizza at the rich kid's birthday party? I'm sorry. Are these people too rich for pizza? Are rich kids gluten-free or some shit? Do they eat in the limos coming here? What the fuck? No, seriously. What the fuck? Okay, calm down. Calm down. It's just the cake. Okay, I can deal with it. I can deal with it. I'm going to eat at the Super Bowl soiree, so let's just blow out the candles and then blow out of this migraine commercial. I'm ready to go. Leslie, there were two cakes. One chocolate, one vanilla. The candles are on the chocolate one. Good. I want the vanilla one. Birdie wants the vanilla one. This works out because the kid took seven attempts at five candles on the chocolate oh, one, oh and I got her watch the coat of the whole top of the cake with influenza. Happy birthday, pneumonia. Yeah, so anyway, they cut the vanilla one, and... It's carrot cake. Fuck you. <sighs> Fuck you, carrot cake. Yeah, what five-year-old eats carrot yeah, cake? What 35-year-old yeah. eats hell. carrot cake? Really, you do? Oh, you eat carrot cake? Can I interest you in some zucchini cookies or new beet-flavored Oreos, you anti-fun fucking sicko? Yeah. Uh, worst party ever. Anyway, happy birthday, little girl. I hope it was memorable. For you, it won't be because you're five and you won't remember shit. But me, I'm going to remember it for a long, long time. P.S. I get to the Super Bowl and 80% of that shit was vegan. Kill me. Yo, dude. You know what? Ugh. You know what? Every time you tell me about these parties, I'll be like, ah, you know, white people and black people are different. <laughs> they are. Because when we have parties. Every birthday when, party. No, when we have parties for the kids, Pizza? the party be for the, the grownups too. Like the, the, the kids go outside and play and we stay inside and drink. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, there was wine there for the parents. No, but no, there's we no pizza? literally, what like, there's no such thing like in Halloween in the house. Get your motherfucking ass outside. Go outside. Don't come in here with that. Listen. Don't come in the house. Like, y'all, you y'all nice. Y'all, y'all, y'all spoil the fuck out y'all kids, man. Kids, y'all, y'all kids have too much fucking authority. Like, it, like, I'm serious. The black family, I'm Wait, not saying the, that we, that, that they don't have their trials or whatever with kids or whatever, but it's more of like, like, go play. Go play. And 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 we don't like I, I know vegan people and they don't torture <laughs> people with their shit. Like you don't if I'm vegan, I'm not gonna tell you you have to eat vegan. I'm gonna have stuff. Like whenever I have a soirees, I tell Tasha there's gonna be vegan people there, fix some vegan food for them too. But yes. that's that's rude to invite people to your house and be like, Oh, I'm vegan, so you're vegan right now. Like I would bring a pizza in their house. Yeah, I know you're I vegan, think- so I brought my pizza. Bitch. I think everybody just Carrie overcorrected. In fact, we, these are all my college friends. We all went, hey, can we just not do this again? <laughs> Don't do the vegan thing again. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've overcorrected. Like how, how dare so, you? Uh, I, I, oh, yeah. I, this, that's why I don't have a lot of white friends. That's why. Because I don't, I don't do that. All right. The Fuckery with Leslie Jones and Lenny Marcus was created and shit. stars Leslie Jones and Lenny Marcus. The show is produced by Judith Gargbo. And our audio engineer in Los Angeles is Jordan Duffy. Jordan. Our New York City audio engineer and board operator is Dan Spaventa. Spavetta. Our production coordinator is Abby Aguilar. What I found out, Lord is Abby Aguilar. Who knew? Music for the show is done by Marina Pais. This is an Earwolf production. Cause the wolf has ears.